Hey everyone, we're finally, finally back after what felt like a year off. Uh, back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. Yay! Whew, really I'm nervous. proud of you. <laughs> I thought you were going to forget. I almost forgot. But, I mean, the people have been asking for us back. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell that people have missed it. Yeah. We just, Even- like, sense the vibe. You don't have to tell us. So, man, oh, man, it's been a long time. And a lot has happened. I feel like we took the month off where they announced... The same month where they announced, like, 70,000 new shows. Yeah. Castings, everything. We were just, like, itching in our seats to, like, talk about it, but we we had stuff, other stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, we're going to... Instead of covering a whole month and a half's worth of TV news. We're each just going to cover our top three that we're most excited for that was announced in the last month and a half. That was a lot of repetitive words. It's going to take me a while to get back used to this again. Not that I ever was used to it or good at it. <laughs> it's uh, We're doing a throwback to like our first episode. Seriously. <laughs> Except we're not recording it on our computer microphone by on accident. Yeah, and making it sound like we were not in the same room as our... And in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good good old days, you know? Um, I can start. Oh, please. Okay, my number three favorite announcement made... Well, it wasn't the announcement, but it was the reactions to it. It was the reactions of people to the OA's cancellation. Oh! I forgot! Because people... <laughs> I mean, I was, like, bummed because they left on a really, like, wackadoo uh, cliffhanger. Totally. And so I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But some people are, like, it's now their life mission to get it back. Mm-hmm. And so they would stand outside <laughs> of... Where were they standing outside of? They were, like, Netflix, Netflix employees who were oh. doing, like, the... <gasps> dance thing oh my gosh that makes it so much better they're doing the movements like outside of mm-hmm. netflix hq i guess mm-hmm. and um it was like, wild that was stuff. their strike they're so upset it really uh brought a smile to my face yeah me too and it's fun because i feel like there were all these secret diehard fans yeah where were really you heard of yeah so I didn't love the announcement, but I loved the reactions to it. Yeah, I think it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It might be. Like, it seems on brand for the OA to have, like, orchestrated a marketing campaign like this. Mm -hmm. Because that's basically what the characters in the show would do, too. Totally. Totally. Um, My number three is... I don't know if it's necessarily excitement, but it was... So, as you'll find out later in the episode, I um, decided to spend this time watching Breaking Bad, and I'm almost finished, and they announced that there is going to be a Breaking Bad movie on Netflix, and it's dropping in October, so it's like a very quick thing. I think like someone accidentally was like, oh yeah, they already filmed it, they're done. And people were like, what? And then they announced it. And I haven't watched the trailer, obviously, because I'm trying to keep everything spoiler-free for the end of Breaking Bad for myself. But I'm intrigued. 
Is it something that you are just like meh about? No. I don't know how it ends, so I always feel like I am talking about something that I don't really know anything about. So it's kind of funny and interesting talking to other people who have actually watched it. I um I'm not I'm more than meh about it because I I really like Aaron Paul. Yeah. Um but I am kind of skeptical because I feel like the way that it ended I kind of liked being able to then imagine where I wanted the characters to be. Sure. Um, but I'll definitely watch it. Cool. But I'm excited to hear your reaction once you finish the show. I will report back. Um, okay. My number two is that uh, Beanie Feldstein's going to play Monica <gasps> Lewinsky on American oh Crime Story. I already forgot about all the things that have been announced. That seems so long ago. Right? Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I think it'll be really, really great. And... They're American Crime Stories 2 for 2 now, you know? Yeah, true. High quality, so I think it'll be great. I agree. And you can't go wrong with Beanie. No, she's amazing, perfect. And it'll be um, cool to see her in what seems like it'll be a way different role Mm -hmm. than what I've seen her as. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, she had a pretty big month, I feel like. Yeah. August was huge for her. This whole summer has been really good for her. Yeah. As she deserves. Exactly. Okay, my number two is BJ Novak anthology that's happening on FX. Um, it includes Lucas Hedges and Caitlin Deaver. And Caitlin Deaver is, like, so cool to mm-hmm. me. Those are two of, like... The most top of their game, young actors. Totally. Except like, Lucas Hedges looks really scary right now. He, that is just not his look. No. So, I mean, BJ, Lucas, Caitlin. It's a triple threat that I'm very <laughs> excited about. What is it about? Do we know yet? Or just that you it's know, happening? I Because I don't even remember. I don't really know. It's called Platform. Well, I'm very excited for that, too. Okay, my number one announcement is a D23. I'm so excited that Ewan McGregor is coming back to be Obi-Wan Kenobi in his own show. Because, like, the prequels of Star Wars are pretty much a punchline, but one of the best parts of them was Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Totally. Like, he was really good um, with what he had. Also, he loved being Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun to see him as the character again. And also, it's just, like, so kind of, like, touching that he gets to be him again. And it'll probably be, like, way higher quality than the prequels. And I'm just excited. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the verdict is still out on anything that's Disney Plus so Mm -hmm. far. I'm sure it at least one will be great. Yes. (laughs) But, um, Yeah. I was very excited, especially because there's been so many rumors about Obi-Wan stuff, but no one really knew if Ewan would actually come back for it. Mm -hmm. And so that was a great announcement. So my number one is also a D23 announcement and kind of going along the same lines as you where the verdict's still out on how good these will be, but they are bringing Lizzie McGuire back. She's going to be 30... She's going to have a real job being a decorator or, like, a decorator's assistant. She lives in New York. 
She's engaged. Those are all the things I know. Mm-hmm. And we don't know for sure if anyone else is joining from the original cast. But I did see that she was like, I really hope Gordo can be involved because, like, we've been in talks about that. Dang. Yeah. I don't even know what he does these days. Does these I, days? That's the thing. I feel like if he had kept on acting, then I would be more excited about the possibility of Gordo. Yeah. But I'm more, con- I'm like, would be more excited when we hear that her parents will for sure be back. <laughs> I agree. I saw this tweet that someone was like, so a guy who liked her in middle school is still in her <laughs> life when she's 30. And I was like, yeah, that is weird. But if he was your best friend. Yeah, it's true. It's different than just like some random guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, would I be that insulted if they recast him? No. No. But I haven't like Googled that actor recently to see like what he looks yeah, like, either. what he's doing. So maybe I should do that before I say anything. I feel like I had, like, 50 people send that to me individually. (laughs) So I feel like I couldn't not make it my number one. No. I mean, it really is so exciting that Hilary Duff is doing that. Because she's, like, been consistently working, you know? Younger is a hit. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that she's doing that. She's so cute. Yeah. And she was, like, so nervous and excited about it, which I think is great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we figured we'd just take this episode to kind of talk about what we watched while we were out, because we watched a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we really did. Did either of us do what we, like, challenged each other to do? Well, you gave me easy challenges. I gave you... I feel like mine was more of, like... Entire series. I should have been thinking, like, things that we're behind on that are kind of current, rather Mm -hmm. than, like... Someday in your life, I want you to watch this show because yeah. that ended up what being my list. But I did because I watched Los of Spookies. True, and I and can't. You and, loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, I should recap that one really quick because you already did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. It was so um weird in a such a good way, like. I feel like there are some shows you can compare it to, but also it stands on its own as, like, a whole new thing. Totally. Which I really love. And you fall in love with the characters in the first episode, and they're all really distinct from each other, which is really, really fun. And, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, we've been recommending that one to a lot of people. If you like anything that's, like, if you... good. Yeah, <laughs> high quality. And, like, if you um, like a lot of indie kind of stuff, especially yeah. indie comedies that are really offbeat, typically, then, like, you should start it tonight and you could finish it tonight. <laughs> it's super short and super fun. Totally. Um, And then I can't remember if you had officially put Succession on your list for me. I did. To finish it? I gave you three shows I wanted you to watch as a whole, and then two shows I wanted you to finish. And Succession was on the shows I wanted you to finish. Okay. Because, yeah, I got caught up on Succession. And now she's ahead of me. I am. It's crazy. But I'm trying to, like, kind of save up the episodes of the current season, at least, like, in twos. Yeah. But it's been really hard to do that, because it's <laughs> this episode, or this season is just, like... 
really crazy, really addicting, and just, like, shocking. And I can't wait to do a full Girl Meets Show episode about it. Yeah, it'll be really fun. And, yeah, it's like, once I finally got over the hump in the first season, and not that I think it's bad, I actually kind of want to go back and rewatch some of those earlier episodes, too. Um, so then maybe I can, like, understand their company more because I don't, I still don't feel like I fully know everything about what they even do. But, um, it's just, like, a snowball effect. Like, it's just, you can't stop watching. Yeah. But you did not, I guess I didn't tell, ask you to finish Handmaids. Yeah, and I'm relieved. (laughs) Because, yeah, I just never, I was like, I'm going to watch all these other shows that I want to watch more then Handmaid's Tale, and then I don't, I just, like, was never in the mood to even start it. Well, I feel like we probably won't do, like, a full episode committed to it now, but, so I'll just give my brief thing. Yeah, please do, because even though I didn't watch, I'm, like, a whole season and a half behind, I still think your thoughts on it are very interesting. Yeah, so I finished it. There was a big, big, there was probably like four, epi- four or five episodes in this season that I feel like they could have just like taken out <laughs> or like condensed into other episodes. Yeah, There were some episodes that were very slow and nothing happened, but the season finale was so good. Like, ugh, I can't even, I was bawling. And I feel like I don't really cry in shows or movies anymore, so. <laughs> this is, like, the podcast has, like, numbed you to yeah, that. seriously. <laughs> I feel like I almost cry more. <laughs> um, so I felt like the season finale kind of made it all worth it. Okay, cool. Because I'm happy they could end on such a high note like yeah. that. Because do you think that if the season had continued like it was, like, would you have given up on the show or would you continue? I think a lot of people have given up on it because they feel like nothing good ever happens. And it's kind of just like this cycle of bad. Yeah. And the season finale of really, 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 two really great things actually happen and kind of move the story forward. Yeah. I think. So that was why I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of why I just kind of, like, burned out on it, I think, Mm -hmm. for me. Also, I... It was hard for me to even focus. Like, in in the second season, I would just be, like, kind of bored, which was a bummer because I thought the first season was amazing. Yeah. But I'm glad that it's able to end this season on a high note. And Mm -hmm. is the next season the final season, or...? They haven't announced that, but they have said it is renewed for another season. Okay. I hope it's the next season. I would say two more seasons max, please. Mm -hmm. But that's my opinion. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that, I mean, how many more times can I say I'm glad it ended on a high (laughs) note? But it is because I I heard that the last season's finale was pretty divisive. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I had to rank them, I would definitely say season one, season three, season two. Okay. The next show that we both watched the latest season of was Glow. This was its third season, um, which feels like it dropped forever ago. Wow, we had so much to say about that, and now I've forgotten it all. I know. Well, I'm looking at some of my notes, and I'm like, these aren't really, like, even consequential. But I, sadly, I liked it. I didn't love it. 
But yeah. mostly just in comparison, because I thought season two was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. There were, like, episode highlights and then some, and just, like, weird storylines that I really didn't like and it, like, put a bad taste in my mouth. Same. The storylines that I didn't like, it was because they were so cliche. Mm-hmm. Which didn't fit the show to me at all because I felt like this the previously the show's been so good about avoiding cliche or subverting cliche. Mm-hmm. And this I was like, they are leaning into it and not like into it making it very soap opera y mm-hmm. and not in a clever way that's like a commentary on soap operas. And they would just like kind of leave those cliche things open and not ever resolve them. Yeah. I think the one we both were really annoyed by was um Debbie's whole body image crisis Mm -hmm. that, like, it was set up very obviously and, like, annoyingly. Mm -hmm. Like, how she's, whatever, she just, like, starts taking offense and there's, like, lingering glances at herself in the mirror and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it seemed like, because that's the same episode where Ruth tries to cheer her up with that, like, topless dance. And And that that was was so so hilarious. That was probably one of my favorite moments of this whole season. Mm -hmm. And then, like... She ends up just, like, giving into an eating disorder. And yeah. And it's never mentioned again. But then they just, like, drop it mid-season. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I thought of, because um, Betty Gilpin, who plays Debbie, wrote, um, when the first season came out ages ago, this amazing um, essay mm-hmm. all about her own personal journey with body image. And I was like, that was a way better commentary and, like, analysis of body image issues than the show could clearly handle, you know? Yeah. Agreed. It just seemed like kind of a shallow look at body image. Um, And another thing that I thought was a boring storyline was Cherry. Like, it was just a cliche thing about, like, I don't know if I want to have a baby. And I was like, I feel like I've seen that over and over. Mm -hmm. Well, and then there was, um, I can't remember her name. The one whose back is hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, her back is hurt, and she doesn't want to tell them. Just, like... And then they come with come up with, like, an immediate solution. Solution, yeah. Like, but that's, dr- like, dragged on for, like, three episodes. Yeah. And Even, I'm like, that is so boring. I don't... It's... I don't care. I mean, I want you to have a good back, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, like, Mark... Not Mark. Sam, Mark Maron's character, having a heart attack. Mm, Tired of watching people of a certain age have a heart attack. Well, I'm tired of... This kind of goes with the bad back thing. I hate watching in shows when people are so stubborn that they, like, do everything they can to not tell someone something where, like, it's really easy to just be like, I have this problem. Mm -hmm. And, like, a little bit of that is fine, but it happened in two storylines and, like, obnoxiously so. That is just, like, frustrating. You just want to, like, jump into the screen and, like, shape those characters. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like frustrations with the characters specifically on Glow is usually, like, really earned. Yeah. Like, being annoyed with Ruth. Mm -hmm. Like, season one, Ruth is... Part of her character is, like, how, like, pestering she is Mm -hmm. and, like, she's stubborn And, yeah, if I knew her, I would be annoyed by it. But it's part of her character, and it was, like, a good kind of frustration with her at times. But this... And I'm remembering in season two, they had, like, kind of their Me Too episode with Mm -hmm. 
one of the like executive guys. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such an interesting way to handle it because back then, and I'm sure even still now, like of course Debbie's character who's been in the business a long time was like, you're stupid for not giving in to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was horrible to watch like a woman say that to another woman. But I was like, that's also realistic and really eye-opening. Totally. And that was a really interesting way to handle a plotline that could be really cliche. Yeah. And so I felt like this was a step backwards in some ways. Agreed. But good moments. My favorite part was when they all switched characters. Yeah. That was really fun. That was my favorite, too. But yeah, that's basically sums up how I felt about that. Mm -hmm. But I still would love to see a season four. I don't know if they've announced that yet. Yeah, I don't know either. But I do have all those characters and everything, like the settings and the costumes and stuff. So I would love to watch more and I just hope it improves. So I mostly only watched Breaking Bad other than like a little bit of Succession and Glow that was basically it. You still did a lot. Well, you, and you were keeping up with Handmaid's Tale, but you finished it. Oh, yeah, it, that's true. Which that's I true. feel like um, I watched a lot of kind of like lighter shows, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of just like a typical month for us then because you watched a ton of really heavy things. Yep. <laughs> and I watched a lot of these lighter things. Succession was the, probably the darkest that I watched. Yeah. But still has so many really funny moments within the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is my first um, experience watching Breaking Bad. I have had watched it a little bit here and there back in like 2014-ish. Which is so crazy because what a show to like just jump in randomly. Yeah. Well, I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Very, very weird. And I felt like it was, I was doing a disservice to myself by not watching it and when people are, say that it's their their number one show of all time. Mm-hmm. So. It's like one of the first prestige shows of our, this generation. Generation, TV. yeah. And it's been fun to um, watch it kind of after everyone else and also kind of see how. You can definitely see how TV has changed in that like Breaking Bad was like the first to like try these things and kind of changed TV as it is now. I I totally agree with that and um, can see that watching it now, which is really interesting. Um, I think it makes me a little sad because I feel like I'm not able to be like, this is the best show I've ever seen on TV because I'm watching it after TV has kind of seen Breaking Bad and made improvements on it and we're able we were able to like see those first um so I vow like I I see where people are coming from when they say it's the best show that's ever been made I wouldn't say I necessarily would say that for myself but I would say it's probably in my top 10 I would have to rethink my ordering maybe and maybe top five yeah, maybe. I think I would say top five. Um, and I will say it was very, very, very slow for me at the beginning. I really struggled in season one. I was kind of like, I don't really understand this. <laughs> like nothing, nothing seemed to happen. And then once I kind of realized that that's kind of like the interesting part about it is that it's all very realistic 
in like the timing and like the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I kind of appreciated that more. And I knew it was kind of all about character development. And so I knew that would come with time. But I would say season three is where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in, t- I'm in this and like can't stop watching. I'm not finished with it yet. Did I already say that? You're so, very close to the yeah, end. Yeah, I think I'm on episode four of the last season. I just got to um, Jesse Plemons was just introduced and I'm very excited about it. I know he becomes bad, but he looks really cute in the episode that I saw. <laughs> Well, and it's funny, too, because you've seen him not... It's not like he's always the hero, you know? He's not always lovable Landry. So you've seen him in harsher roles, Mm -hmm. and you can just appreciate his great acting. Yeah. Whereas other people who had... This was the first time they'd ever seen him. They're like, he's terrible. Yeah, it's so crazy. From what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really fun and funny... Um, talking to other people about, like, where I'm at in the show, because I'll think that things are, like, really important plot points, and I'll be like, this is where I'm at, and they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's not an important thing (laughs) that's, like, memorable to people who watched this seven years ago or whatever. Um, I definitely am interested to know if people actually like Walter White. I feel like he's probably... One of the most annoying characters I've ever encountered on a show. I think he's a terrible person. I don't enjoy him at all. <laughs> I think he's an idiot. I don't I, think he is, like, smart other than, like, maybe with chemistry. But, like, no. even with other, like, book smart type things, I don't really think he's that smart. So I think he's just very selfish and... Uh, well, and selfish doesn't make a character interesting. No, but I'm. I feel very validated that you validated that that's your reaction to him too, mm-hmm. because may, and maybe it's another time thing where back then were there so many shows about like antiheroes? Yeah, maybe not. But I feel like that's also been kind of a thing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. I didn't watch the show to keep up with Walt. No. Like, he's not appealing to me. And I love Brian Cranston. I can accept that he's doing an amazing job with that character. Oh, yeah. He is doing an amazing job. Yeah. But it's like, I, yeah, I find him stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a criminal mastermind. I don't even think he's a badass. No. It's like, maybe that, but I don't know if that's the appeal for other people. Like, do they think that it's entertaining to watch this like tragic fool who mm-hmm. thinks he's one way and is actually well, it's like dumb. everything that happens to him is like basically by chance and then he gets the biggest ego trip because he thinks that he just solved world hunger you know yes but i will say jesse pinkman is an even better character than i had hoped and imagined and i do love him he yeah and I also am very intrigued and love thinking about Skylar White, and she's a very interesting, complex character as well. Yeah, I would argue she's more interesting than Walt. Yeah, I agree. So, there's my brief overview of Breaking Bad and my feelings on it, and where I'm at. I think that was a great... Uh, way to get us up to speed. Thank you. I'll touch base again once I finish it. Maybe next episode. Maybe yeah. two. I also took up 
kind of an iconic classic show. Um, I heard some, I had been around some friends who were like talking a lot about sex in the city and like just about different character tropes and stuff. And I've started it before, but then like something else always came up. And so I was like, okay, I'm finally going to sit and watch the whole thing. And I'm really glad that I did. Um, I really love the cast. Um, and it's funny because so many things from Sex and the City have become... It's kind of that whole era thing, mm-hmm. like we're talking about, where um, now, like, even if you've never seen the show, you know, like, the four main characters. Like, if you call someone, like, you can classify someone as a Charlotte, a Samantha, Miranda, a Carrie, yada, yada. Like, that's just kind of in, like, the zeitgeist. Like, people just know kind of the gist um, so it's fun to see where it all began. It's kind of like going back and watching Friends for the first time. I've never seen it or mm-hmm. Seinfeld or something like things that are so commonplace now. It's been really fun to watch it. Um, especially when Carrie is like making these kind of broader, um, like analytical kind of research things on like human behavior in general and dating in general. Those episodes are really fun. Because I find them really relatable, and it's not really a show, like, especially since it came out when I was so young. I was, like, in, I think the first episodes were in, like, 1997 or 98, and I was, like, not even, yeah, it's not even when I was in middle school yet, but I, like, had heard the show, heard of it, but um, I have been able to relate to even more of it than I expected. Um, I'm sure at the time it was kind of revolutionary to have this show about these single women dating and they're all like in their early Mm thirties. Like I only have a couple episodes left now and they're like 37 and 38, Hmm. but like, they're still hot. They're still out there dating and like trying to balance. Like, am I willing to sacrifice these things in my life for this guy? Like it's just been really interesting. Um, it also, um, makes me appreciate Sarah Jessica Parker's acting in Family Stone so much more <laughs> because she's like so much the opposite of her character in that show and or in the show versus that movie and that is probably that's the performance of hers I've seen the most because I watch that movie so much every Christmas mm-hmm. and yeah and I already thought she was amazing in that as like the stiff um new girlfriend that the family all hates but like in reality, like, in Sex and the City, her other most icon, like, probably her most iconic role for most people, it's, like, the complete opposite. Like, she fits in with that family more, and so that has been pretty fun. Um, one thing, though, is that I hate Mr. Big, who's, like, Carrie's recurring boyfriend. Like, I just can't believe that people ever liked him. I find him repulsive and he's so toxic and it's like just really frustrating people did like him i'm pretty sure people like shipped it because i know in the movie they like are getting married or something Hmm. and like i know that she is gonna end up with him in the last episode Hmm. are you gonna watch the movie yeah i am gonna watch the movie good and probably the sequel good I've been loving your insights to dating and human behavior that are coming from Sex and the City. Yeah, from <laughs> fictional writer <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. 
Um, the last one that we I started and Jordan started and finished is Mindy Kaling's Hulu original Four Weddings and a Funeral. I only watched did I watch two episodes or three episodes? I can't remember. I feel like you watched two. Okay. Um, I liked it. I felt very bored, and I thought the acting, especially by our, our beloved Miss Sandy, was not good. And so, it's not that I purposefully didn't go back and finish. I just, like, got busy with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It just got pushed back further and further. Yeah. But Jordan assured me that she liked it more as it went on. Is that yes, correct? it is correct. And I... It surprised even me because I, like, don't – I think I just felt obligated so I could talk about it to finish those first four that were dropped mm-hmm. because I did not like the first two. I felt like um, – because I felt like I was just watching the commercials that I saw constantly online. Yeah, but, like, an hour-long commercial. Yeah. And it also felt like a Hallmark movie, and it – it just, like, I was not... It didn't feel like the characters were connecting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I kept going. And episode three is the one where it really turned a corner for me. And I felt like it stopped being so painfully predictable. And, like, finally saw more connections between the actors and, like, chemistry coming through. And um, that was when I really started liking it. Like, there were several parts while I was watching it that I would, like, get, like, choked up. Just because I thought that, I don't know, they just captured some genuine, like, human connection moments, and Mm -hmm. that was really effective. And, um, yeah, they start bringing out some really funny, like, kind of classic rom-com mix-up scenarios and misunderstandings, but they didn't lean into the misunderstandings as much as I worried. That's good. Like, it it was more in a fun way where it's like, certain characters find out the truth about some things. And so, like, certain people know some things all at different times. Um, And it was ended up being really fun. And also, I I do think Miss Sandy was probably the most boring character in the show. Yeah. But I grew to love all the other characters so much that I didn't bother me. And they all basically got the same amount of screen time. So it wasn't like they were all side characters while just this one couple will they won't they like they're the main i felt like that was an improvement on kind of the rom-com formula in general yeah um and everyone in it is really hot yeah and the clothes are all really great yeah so i even though it starts out rocky i would say stick with it because it ended up being really fun and i ended up looking forward to the new episodes dropping great yeah well maybe i will maybe i won't (laughs) <laughs> now that we're back on. <laughs> well, it was a fun break, but we also missed having a time and a place to discuss and vent. Yeah. And we're excited to be back for season two. <laughs> season two. Woohoo. That's what we'll call it. Do you have like a boyfriend over the the last month? I'll pick one, but you go okay. first. So, it was difficult to choose just one crush of the month because I watched so many shows that basically everyone had someone crushworthy in it. But I have to give the ultimate crown to 
John Reynolds in Four Weddings and a Funeral because, A, I went in already loving him from Search Party, obviously. Um, But also, even from the get-go, he's, like, he's the best character at very, like, obviously in those first couple episodes Mm -hmm. because he's, like, one of the only ones that shows personality and, like, actually has funny lines. Mm -hmm. And then as it goes on, I did grow to love the other characters, but so that just meant that my love for his character just grew and grew and grew. Sure. He was so funny. He, because I wouldn't say that show had, like, I didn't laugh nearly as much as when I watched Mindy Project, for example, but he had so many funny, just, like, small lines, like, under his breath and stuff. Like, he was really Worth it funny. Alone. Yeah. And okay. he was so cute in it. Yeah. I love him. He's, he's just so perfect. Um, I'm struggling to think of a crush that, like, can be given the crown for, like, the entire month. That feels very stressful to it's, me. It's a lot of pressure. Um... So I'm just going to, like, briefly mention a couple. That's totally <laughs> fine. Can I squeeze in one bonus? Yeah. Mark Marin. That was where the one I was going to start with. Mark oh, Marin and Glow. <laughs> Me and Jordan both were like, is he hot? It's 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 okay to say he's hot, right? He looks good. He looks... I think that is the style he needs to always wear. He looks yeah. so hot. He looks really good. Um. So that's one. Um. In the first episode of season two of succession i was like oh kendall are you hot i'm kind of confused (laughs) so there's another one he looks the hottest when he's doing the worst yeah emotionally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and breaking bad i mean um jesse pinkman he's not like he's not that attractive in the show aaron paul is very hot in real life and jesse pinkman is not um but he's so cute and lovable. So he gets, it's like I am um, on Mean Girls and I won the homecoming or the prom queen and I'm like throwing pieces of the crown out. So those are the three crown pieces that I'm going to throw. It's perfect. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Yeah. Can't wait. See you then. Bye.